Good morning. Today we'll be studying the second chapter of Hilchot Shevitat Asor. And this chapter is broken up into two parts. It's going to deal with, first, um, the chapter will deal with the amount of uh, eating and drinking one would be Hayav on Yom Kippur for. And in the middle of the chapter, we will shift and speak about those who are exempt and those who are obligated from fasting. So for example, sick people, or children, and we'll get into the halachot the second half of the chapter. Anyone who eats on Yom Kippur, foods that are fit for human consumption, the amount or the size of a thick date, that's which is a little bit less than a kabitza, which is about um, the volume of uh, yeah, the volume of a medium-sized egg. One would be liable um, on Yom Kippur. And all foods combine to this measure of kakotei v'tagasa. Mashkin haruiyin v'shtiyat adam kim lo lugmav shilashote kol echad v'echad defi lugmav hayav. So too, anyone who drinks something that is drinkable, fit for human uh, drinking consumption, melo um, lugmav, uh, which uh, is a cheekful of that who is drinking, and this measure of a cheekful uh, varies from person to person. So however much uh, liquid fills the cheek of the individual, he would be, and he drinks that amount on Yom Kippur, he would be hayab. How much is melo uh, lugmav? And this is um, almost taken verbatim from a quote by Rav Yehuda in the name of Shemuel in Masechet Yom Adav Peh. <clears throat> that one should push the liquid uh, to one to the side of one of his cheeks. That is melalugmab. And this for the average person is less than reviit. And reviit we mentioned many times is around seventy-five um, milliliters. And all drinks, again, um, fit for human consumption, um, combined to this amount. However, um, foods and drinks don't combine to fulfill the measure for each other. So if you just ate, drink half a shiur and you ate half a shiur, they don't combine. <clears throat> Now, Arambam here lays out a very, very interesting principle for us that one is liable on Yom Kippur if he ate things that are allowed to be eaten and if he ate things that are prohibited to be eaten, for example, pigul, 
pigul is a korban that was slaughtered with the intention to eat it after its designated time frame. And notar is meat from the korban that was left after its designated time frame. And tevel is fruits or vegetables that have not been, uh, that terumot and masarot have not been separated for it. And a nevela is an animal that died uh, without shahita. So for example, a shahita was, uh, was not good and the animal was killed. Utrefa, terefa is an animal that may have been slaughtered, but we found a defect after. Halev is prohibited fats of the animal, and dam is blood, all, the, all of which is, all of these things are prohibited to be eaten, but because they are fit for, they are fit for human consumption, one would be hayav karet if he ate them on Yom Kippur. Um, just a quick um, note on the preciseness of Harambam. We talk about Harambam's preciseness all the time and his organization. Uh, here he... Um, I, I would really like to point out something that I saw in Yad Peshuta that he says, unvelot utrefot odam. Nevelot and terefot and tevel would all um, be mitzteref to each other. Uh, so helev would also be mitzteref because it is food. However, um, helev and dam do not mitzteref to each other because helev is a food. And dam is a drink. Therefore, Harambam, being so precise in his language, wrote, Ve'unvelot utrefot ve'helev odam, meaning the, the nevelot and terefot combine to each other's measure. And helev odam, helev and dam do not combine uh, to each other. And this is, um, generally we say that any sur hali sur that a second Torah Isur cannot prohibit an object that is already prohibited by an Isur Torah. However, this is one of the exceptions. And again, we're posek, uh, not like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, we're posek like Chachamim, that uh, one would be liable on Yom Kippur because it is an Isur Kolel, that a second Isur may take effect if it includes objects that the first Isur did not. So for example, Yom Kippur, only pro Yom Kippur prohibits not only the eating of Nevelot, Terefot, and all the other items that we mentioned, but it also prohibits kosher food as well. So on Yom Kippur, one would be liable twice, one for eating on Yom Kippur and one for eating uh, th things that you would be liable karet for. <clears throat> if one ate or drank less than the measures that we mentioned, he would not be liable for karet. Despite the fact that you're prohibited to eat even half of the measure, one would only be liable for karet if he ate the entire amount. And if um, a person did eat or drink half the shiur, he um, would be uh, liable for the rabbinic punishment of makat mardut, that the court would designate a number of lashes, and that's the amount of lashes that he would get. If a person ate a little bit, then stopped, then ate a little bit more, 
and then stop, then eat a little bit more. If there is from the first meal to the last meal, there are three meals If from the first eating until the last eating elapses the time that it takes a person to eat three medium-sized eggs, this is also called these, the, all of these eatings uh, combine for the shi'ur. This is actually a famous mahloket uh, between Harambam and Rashi. Harambam says that uh, is three bitsim, and Rashi says that it is four bitsim. Uh, Rabbi uh, Eliyahu bin Hayim uh, would always give a mnemonic that, in order to remember that Harambam uh, is three bitsim. Harambam's first name was Moshe, so three letters. Uh, and therefore, he is of the opinion that it's three bitsim. And Rashi, his first name was Shelomo. No, his yeah, his first name was Shelomo, and he he is posek that there are four bitsim. So If a person did not uh, did not eat within the time frame of shalosh bitsim or kedachilas paris. Uh, they don't uh, combine to get together for the shiur. If a person drank a little bit, then stopped, and then drank again, and then stopped, and drank again. If from the beginning of the drinking until the end elapses the time uh, it takes to drink a rabi'it, uh, all of these drinkings combine for the shiur, and if not, they uh, do not uh, combine for the shiur. And this is again, uh, similarly from Harambam, the time it takes an average person to uh, eat three betzim and to drink eight of eat. That's the time frame that you have to be high up. If a person ate foods that were drinks or drank drinks that were not fit for human consumption, so for example, bitter grass or spoiled syrup, or if he drank fish broth or fish oil or undiluted vinegar, all of which are not fit for human consumption, even if he drank a lot or ate a lot of these items, uh, one would be patur from karet. However, one would be liable for makat mardut, uh, again, the rabbinic punishment. If a person uh, drank vinegar diluted in water, he would be liable. If a person chewed on uh, pepper, or dry ginger, uh, or anything of the sort, he would be uh, exempt. And these are all things that are considered spices. However, if he ate fresh ginger, he would be liable. If he, a person ate grape leaves, uh, he would be exempt. But if a person ate the grape vines, he would be liable. The elu hen lu leve gefanim, and what are these grape vines that we're referring to? 
כל שליבלו בארץ ישראל מראש השנה ועד יום הכיפורים. Those grapes, vines that blossomed in the time in ארץ ישראל uh, from ראש השנה until יום הכיפורים. יתר על זה הרי הם כעצים ופטור. וכן כל כעסה בזה. If they were, if it was longer than the time, if it was after יום כיפור, so you have a 10-day window for them to be considered לולי וגפנים. And if they were left for longer, they can, if it's longer than, um, if they blossomed after, uh, Yom Kippur, or before they are considered, they are considered like wood, and one would be exempt, and anything, and so too anything of the sort. If a person ate roasted meat with salt, the salt is combined with the meat for the shiur. Broth that is uh, with um, the with the vegetables. So for example, you have vegetable soup. So the items that are prepared and mixed with food, so just like broth and vegetables are typically mixed with each other, um, are considered. Um, they do add, combine for the shiur, and we don't say that the soup or the broth is by itself, and the vegetables are by themselves, rather they combine for the shiur. If a person um, was already satiated or full from overeating, and he spurned food, and he continued to eat, after he was full, he is exempt, and it's as if he's eating things that aren't fit for human consumption. So again, patur here means you'll be patur from the Dioraita punishment, but hayav midirabanan. Hayav, sorry. Despite the fact that this food is fitting for someone who's hungry, it's not fitting for someone who's already satiated. And again, it's considered as if he is um, not uh, eating foods fit for human consumption. It would be Now we're going to shift to those who are obligated and exempt from fasting on Yom Kippur. If there was a sick person uh, that was in danger uh, and a life-threatening illness of some sort uh, who asked to eat on Yom Kippur, despite the fact that there may be expert doctors that say that he doesn't need to eat, uh, we feed this individual until he himself says, um, that he says enough. This is Hami Mega Derasha based on uh, the Pasuk in Mishle that live Yodea Marat Nafsho, that an individual's heart or an individual himself knows the anguish of his nefesh. So a person basically knows himself better than any doctor. 
and can determine whether he needs to eat or not. This is in Gemara and Masechet Yomad of Peg Gimel Mudav. Amar Hole any tzarich v'arofei Amar tzarich ma'achidino to adpiv. If the sick person said he doesn't need to eat, and the expert doctor said that he does need, and just a note that here uh, I made a mistake. He, he didn't. Haramam doesn't say an expert doctor. Rather, he says v'harofei. Previously, he said harofeim habikiim. So. Maybe if even if a regular doctor, we don't need an expert to determine if he needs to eat, then we feed this individual based on the doctor's order. Not he doesn't necessarily have to be an expert doctor to determine if he needs to eat or not. Ah. So this is assuming that this is a, a professional doctor, but not a um, expert doctor. Difference from bikiin and uh, Omanin. If one doctor said that he needs to eat and one doctor said that he doesn't need to eat, we feed this individual. If some of the doctors says we need to feed this individual and some of them say that we do not need to feed this individual, we follow the majority, or we follow the experts. And this is all assuming the sick person did not say that he himself needs to eat. However, if he said he needs to eat, we feed him. If the sick person did not say that he needs to eat, and we have a split uh, down the line that some of the, that some of the that half the doctors say that he needs to eat, and half the doctors say that he doesn't need to eat, and they were all experts. We feed this individual. Ubara <laughs> a pregnant woman who smelled foods and suddenly was overtaken by uh, cravings. Um, and there's actually a very, very interesting halakha in Hilchot Machot Asurot that if a, something that is similar to our case, that if a pregnant woman uh, suddenly got cra cravings for some type of non-kosher food or a food that is asur to eat, so like basar hikdesh or basar hazir, uh, we feed uh, this lady um, until she... Um, becomes calm if she and we feed her slowly so first we feed her less than the she were if she was satiated then it's good and we stop feeding her but if she was not satiated we give her slow we give her um small amounts um less than the she or that she would be hayab and if she still was not satiated we feed her until um she becomes calm if, again, a pregnant woman got cravings, we whisper in her ear that today is Yom Kippur. If she became calmed uh, by reminding her, by reminding this to her, then great. And if she was not satiated, we feed her um, until uh, she becomes calmed. 
So too, someone who was suddenly overtaken by uh, extreme hunger. And Harambam describes this Bulmus in Pirusha Mishnot, Mishnayot, that all of a sudden he feels like he's about to faint because of the um, because of his hunger. And when he eats, his his eyes are suddenly uh, lightened and he's satiated. So we feed him until he is satiated and his eyes uh, light up. Even uh, nevelot and uh, shekatim and non-kosher insects, we are we feed this individual right away because he is in uh, immediate danger. In contrast to the obara, that we don't uh, feed her right away, rather we give her a a warning that today is Yom, Yom Kippur. Uh, here with the Misha Hazob Mus, we do not whisper, give him a warning. And so too, we don't wait uh, and look for things that are allowed to be eaten. A young boy um, that is nine, or from between ages nine to 11, we Condition him and train him to fast by the hours. Ketzad, how so? If this boy was used to eating two hours into the day, we feed him after three hours. If he was used to eating three hours into the day, we feed him at the fourth hour during the day. According to the strength of the child, we add to his deprivation in regards to these hours. So again, everything is um, goes by the strength of the kid. If he was 11, uh, either whether a boy or a girl, we deprive him and we, uh, and we have them fast, the entire fast, um, as prescribed by the Chachamim, in order to educate them uh, to do the Mitzvot. A girl that is 12 years old in one day, and the boy that was 13 years old in one day, both of which who brought hairs uh, in, um, in the uh, genital area, they are considered uh, adults uh, for all the mitzvot, and they fast the entire fast. However, if they, did not, uh, they do not have two hairs, they are still considered uh, children. And they do not need to fast the entire thing, but they do need to fast as we described before. If there is a kid who is less than nine years old, if there was a if there was a, a, someone that was less than nine years old, we do not have them fast on Yom Kippur in order not to bring them uh, of any sort to be of any sort of danger by not eating the entire day.